Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Jim Williams here. News Talk Florida with the Politically Incorrect podcast. And uh, today, very special guest. He was the 44th governor of the state of Florida as a Republican. He is now representing his home turf of Pinellas County in the newly drawn 13th district in the state of Florida. As a congressman, he is a Democrat. He is, of course, Charlie Chris. And Charlie, it's great to have an opportunity to chat with you. And um, I'll tell you, you know, I... I imagine you're getting acclimated to D.C. What are some of the challenges and some of the things you like about now being a congressman? Well, interesting, everything. Everything's interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's the first time I've been in national office. I've, as you know, been governor of Florida and attorney Mm -hmm. general of Florida, as well as a state senator and commissioner of education. And so to have the opportunity to represent my home, Pinellas County, in the Mm -hmm. United States Congress is uh, is pretty amazing. so it's it's very new. Um, it's kind of a busy time up here, as you know. And, yep. um, you know, it's uh, rather historic in the sense that, you know, there's a frenetic pace to it. Um, and um, I think we've never had a president like we have right now. And so it's never dull, to say the least. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, obviously you've read the um, – the GOP version of um, their version of the Affordable Care Act is yeah. – um, yeah. obviously, this is not the bill that's going to eventually be voted on. But why are they right. rushing so quickly to get it through? Well, you probably asked the most salient question uh, that should be posed. What's the hurry and what's the rush and why are we – you know? Why are they putting it through committees before right. they even have it, you know, determined what it will cost and where the money will come from right. with the, you know, Congressional Budget Office or CBO, as they call it up here, traditionally mm-hmm. will do. And, you know, you have to wonder, you know, why is it that they're uh, moving it so quickly and why not be a little more prudent and find out what the numbers are so that, you know, when people vote on this thing, there are some kind of estimates that you can have a, an idea about what mm-hmm. the bottom line is going to be. And I don't, I can't find any logical or good answer to that question, except that, you know, maybe they want to hide the ball, uh, as we used to say in football. And, um, you know, maybe the numbers aren't what they want people to see. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'd have to ask, you know, them. You know, Charlie, this morning, as, a, you know, we all watched as, Speaker Ryan gave a lecture on how this bill works, and he talked about the reconciliation that, for those of you who don't know, means that that's, it takes 50 votes to pass it, but it actually has to be on something having to do with uh, financial aspects, taxes, etc. So that's part of it. Uh, the other part are things that uh, um, 
HHS Secretary Tom Price can do. Um, those are orders that he can, as the HHS Secretary, put aside and, and work on that. And then the third element uh, is the element of legislation, which requires 60 votes. So there's a three-pronged plan on why the uh, GOP plan uh, requires, you know, a stepped-into-it type situation. And I was back uh, at the original Obamacare uh, situation, which was, you know, 2007-2008, finally getting signed in 2010. And, um, you know, that took a lot of time. Uh, I'm curious at this juncture, how do they get this thing done if they have a number of their own caucus in, on the Republican side, uh, both conservatives and moderates that are not yet sold on this deal? Uh, I don't know. And, and, and it is very, very different from the way the Affordable Care Act was brought into, into law. I mean, I, I heard this morning that there were some 79 hearings on the Affordable Care Act back in, right. in uh, 2010 and 11. And, you know, people had the opportunity to have input, a lot of uh, expert testimony on what the impact of the law would be. And that's not what we're seeing today. And there was a you and cry, as you know, six years ago when that was going on, mm-hmm. that that was being you know jammed uh, through mm-hmm. uh, because the Democrats had the House and the Senate and the White House. And here we are on the flip side of it where the Republicans have the House and the Senate and the White House. Uh, and it's being, you know, like super jammed through. And so, you know, I, I, it doesn't seem equitable. It doesn't seem fair. And I think that cooler heads need to prevail. And let's move through this thing carefully because it affects way too many people and something that is very precious, their health care, their insurance coverage, and how that's going to impact their life. Uh, so it's just, I think it's uh, not a wise way to conduct business uh, when you, uh, you know, end up voting on bills at 430 in the morning as Ways and Means did uh, right. with right. their first crack at this thing. So I'm hopeful and I'm hopeful for better. Well, you've actually read it and gone through it, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, when would be the first time you would be able to voice any either opposition or, or questioning at this point in time? Well, I've already done that, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be because of good people like you and outlets that offer an opportunity to discuss these things, um, not only on radio, but also on cable, mm-hmm. um, you know, MSNBC and Fox and sure. some others upcoming. Um, you know, that's that's the way we are weighing in and able to weigh in and issuing statements and social media, actually, you mm-hmm. know, which is something that gives an opportunity for, you know, free speech to be heard even before I personally would have a vote on it. Because the, the committees I serve on are financial services, which is important, but mm-hmm. it's sort of outside, you know, it's not ways and means, which is dealing directly with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also serve on, you know, science, space and technology committee, which is very important to Florida. Sure. And gave me the opportunity to tour NASA uh, last week. And, you know, that's starting to get fired up again, which is which is mm-hmm. good news for our state. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and the vote, the vote may come sooner than we think if they keep running it through committees as fast as they are. What what impact uh, from your standpoint? Uh, what's the biggest, I guess, downside impact to the state of Florida? I mean, because a lot of people don't realize the state of Florida is one of the top um, 
users of of uh, or purveyors, I guess, of of Obamacare as it presently is. You're absolutely right, Jim. In fact, you know, uh, recently we have been the number one state mm-hmm. uh, that has signed up for Obamacare, and and you know, I think it's not inappropriate to call it Obamacare. I think originally that mm-hmm. was used more as a as a pejorative. Right. Uh, but frankly, I think the president has earned the right to have something where 20 million people have signed up for it and, and like it and, and desire it to continue. Um, you know, I think he, he's earned the name. And, and I think it is really more of an honor for him than I think some originally thought when they were calling it that. Having said that, though, there, there are several things that concern me about uh, this new legislation. Um, number one, it, it's, uh, it attacks women. And what do I mean by that? Well, it guts Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood which, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't only offer you know, health care uh, advice and help uh, for reproductive issues uh, as it relates to women in particular, but in addition has uh, cancer screenings that they offer mm-hmm. um, and, and other things that are, that are very helpful. So it attacks women, and that's just not right, and it's wrong. Uh, the second thing that bothers me about it is how it impacts seniors. Senior citizens under this new legislation, uh, and it spells it out within the bill. I think it's on page 66 of 122 pages. Mm-hmm. And it says that, you know, now their prices, their premiums uh, can't be three to one, but rather can be five to one. They can be charged five times as much as they were previously charged. That's mm-hmm. not fair to our senior citizens. And frankly, it's discriminatory. And then the third area that bothers me, um, among others, but the third area is how it treats the poor and the disabled in our nation. And this is really uh, – it, it's heartless, frankly, uh, because what it does is it, it guts Medicare – Medicaid, rather, excuse me mm-hmm. – Medicaid, which was designed to provide health care to the poor and the disabled in our country. And it does that by more than, a hun- more than hundreds of billions of dollars, believe it or not. It's stunningly cruel. Uh, But then it goes a step further and says no longer will Medicaid expansion be able to be provided. And as a result of that, again, you're you're hurting the poor for whom uh, Medicaid was designed and the disabled in our society. And, you know, when I grew up, there was an old expression, one that comes right out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, we will be judged by how we treat the least among us and those that are poor and those that are uh, Due to no fault of their own disabled, uh, mm-hmm. have challenges enough as it is. Um, but for those who end up supporting this legislation that hurts the poor and the disabled, there's going to come a time when they're going to meet their maker. And I don't know how they're going to answer that question and uh, with him not going to be uh, upset about it. It's just wrong. Well, there's still time, as the old saying goes, uh, hopefully, oh, yeah. Yeah. To, right. to see things change. And I do believe because of so many – uh, of the governors, the more powerful governors, governors like Kasich and uh, uh, yeah. Asa Hutchinson and folks like that um, exactly. on the Republican side, that cooler heads can prevail and they can perhaps work some sort of deal out because this block grant program is not necessarily going to be a good thing to have happen. That's right, Jim. And and I like you. You know, we Floridians are this way. I'm, I'm an optimist too, and mm-hmm. and hope springs eternal. And so if there's an opportunity to turn this thing around. And, and get some good amendments in it uh, and do what's right for the people of America and our concern, the people of Florida, uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, but at this juncture, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical. Please forgive me. 
Um, but I, but I do always hold out hope. Um, you know, we have to have hope. Absolutely. Now you were talking about the NASA situation. That sounds fantastic because I mean, look, uh, you and I are pretty much of the same age. We grew up, I'm sure, going and watching things from Cape, you know, Canaveral, Cape Kennedy, and and yes, the, the mm-hmm. idea of relaunching NASA and getting the opportunity to uh, to be back in the space business uh, is a very exciting uh, opportunity. Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, one of the thoughts I have, sure, one of the thoughts I have is that, um, you know, we're at a time in our country's history right now uh, where, you know, it's a little challenging, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, our country's a bit divided, and I'm trying to be uh, um, maybe overly gracious, but it's my nature. And I, and I think that the country needs to be inspired again. And, you know, there's such a level of division and concern and fear and anxiety that um, – and, and I'm old enough, Jim, to remember when President Kennedy uh, said and spoke about the pay, space program, mm-hmm. that, you know, and kind of pointing to the heavens and saying, you know what, within, within 10 years we're going to put a man on the moon. Of course, today you'd say we're going to put a man and or a woman on the moon. But right. the point being that, you know, it inspired me as a, as a young boy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, you know, that's amazing. America can do this. And then we've learned, and the, the spinoff uh, effect and positive effect of the space program has been extraordinary for us. And so I think that, you know, if we can really get NASA back on track with, you know, SpaceX, um, you know, who is uh, Elon Musk's uh, sure. company. And- doing great things, and he has Tesla, and he has SolarCity, a remarkable guy that I've had the privilege to meet. Um, you know, these things can make a big difference to the psyche of the American people, uh, and a mission to Mars, for example, um, can, can do incredible things for our, our, uh, our heart and make us feel better and lift us again, as I was lifted as a young boy by John F. Kennedy. Uh, so it's important on, on several levels, and, and not the least of which is lifting our soul. Absolutely. Charlie, um, I know you're a busy man, and we're going to let you go here in a second. I just, uh, I'm excited to hear about what you want to accomplish in your, in your first year uh, in, in, here in D.C. Um, as a congressman. Well, you know, you've hit the, the right things, Jim. I mean, number one, uh, I want to fight for the people of Pinellas County. I feel very privileged and humbled to have the opportunity, as I said earlier, to represent my home in the United States Congress. So, and you know, we had our first uh, town hall, as a matter of fact, uh, in St. Petersburg and had almost 600 people show up. And we were originally scheduled to be there from 10 o'clock in the morning until noon. And it ended up going not two hours, but a total of four hours before everybody left. And Again, I was I was honored to be there and, and answer their questions and respond to them. But in addition to that, you know, things that came up during the campaign, I want to protect Social Security. I want to make sure that it's solvent. And I want to make sure that those who deserve it continue to get it and not take it away from uh, any of those current recipients. As some advocate uh, here in D.C., you know, maybe, you know, raising the age of eligibility. And I just don't think that's uh, – that is not something that we ought to have on the table, and I will I will fight it uh, every chance I get. Also, want to protect Medicare and make sure that it uh, is a program that remains strong, and we honor the promise of that as we do to Social Security. But I want to fight for the environment. You know, Pinellas County is a peninsula, 
and mm-hmm. it's a peninsula on the peninsula of Florida. So we are susceptible to rising sea level. I want to make sure that climate change uh, is addressed, and I want to uh, make sure that we protect our precious environment because it's so important. It's so important to uh, to our future, to our economy. You know, mm-hmm. uniquely, I think, or somewhat uniquely, Florida's economy is inextricably linked to our environment. And so I want to I want to be watchful and mindful of that, which I've tried to do my entire career. So these are the kinds of things that I, I believe are important. Social Security, Medicare, women's rights, which we touched on earlier. Very right. important to me. Um, those, are, those are the main things for the, the short term. Uh, one last thing, and that has to do with immigration. I, I know that yes, that's sir. something that uh, uh, in the state of Florida is a very much a hot button issue. And um, right now. You know, it, there's a, a lot of information that's in flux, um, yes, and I know that you're trying to get a lot of stuff done. What's uh, the short-term situation <clears throat> and impact on immigration in the state? Uh, well, the short-term impact is that, you know, we're number one, we're a nation of immigrants. And so right. my general philosophy and view of this is probably not unlike yours. I, uh, I'm the grandson of immigrants, immigrants from the island, Greek island of Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Now, my grandmother immigrated from uh, Lebanon, um, and then on my mother's side, uh, you know, they came from England and Switzerland and Ireland. And so mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a mutt, I guess. And but but I'm an American, and and that's reflective of America. And I think that you know we need to honor that tradition of what it says at the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor. You know, give me your your cold, give me your tired, give me your huddled masses yearning for freedom. I mean, that's what we're supposed to stand for. We're supposed to be the beacon of, of hope and light to the world. And especially now where there are so many that are oppressed around the globe, if America would discontinue to be that by saying we're going to ban people from, you know, seven or six countries outright, uh, mm-hmm. or we're going to make it harder for you to immigrate. Now, I understand, you know, safety is important. Listen, I used to be attorney general of Florida, you know, sure. and, and I understand safety first. But there's a way to make sure you're safe without being, um, you know, what America should not be in terms of our open arms to to others. Absolutely. Well, Charlie, thanks so much. And uh, we will definitely we will definitely come back and and see you down the line here, not the distant future. We want you to know that you're always welcome and always an opportunity to to get to your constituents so they know what's going on and uh, truly it's a pleasure so thank you sir very much not at all thank you and i appreciate what you do uh you're a public servant as well and getting the truth and the word out to uh people is uh incredibly important so thank you for being a a good man uh, and a gentleman a big thank you to our special guest congressman charlie christ who represents florida's 13th District is home area of Pinellas County, Florida. And uh, we look forward to uh, checking in with Charlie as as often as we possibly can. And he's a gracious guest and very appreciative to have him today on the Politically Incorrect podcast. Speaking of the Politically Incorrect podcast, um, you can get us in the iTunes store, also in Google Play. You can get it through Blog Talk Radio, or of course you can listen to us right here on NewstalkFlorida.com. Again, for Charlie Crist, Congressman, 13th District of the State of Florida, I'm Jim Williams, your host of the Politically Incorrect Podcast. Until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. With 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.